0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to On Our Turf. This is our welcome back recap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we're all here and sitting back down together again, we are just going to share how our weeks went. Natalie and I were both down in Monterey for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We were working at different courses. So we had different experiences, which I think was good. Uh, and Julian, you were at the golf show, so why don't you kick us off and tell us about your time down in Phoenix?
1: My time down in Phoenix was great. I definitely understand why people are really exhausted after it, because it is a little bit mentally draining. with The education and kind of having to keep up your professionalism the whole entire week and wearing clothes that we don't wear every day. I'm definitely not used to wearing dress pants and dress shoes. And walking 20,000 steps in dress shoes. So Mm -hmm. my feet are still recovering. But I did take four classes. And all of them were kind of top dressing, greens restoration, the gist of that. Because that's what I'm currently working with at PASA. And they were good. I did go to some events, you know, after education. And that was a learning curve especially this, this time around with not drinking. And there were definitely boundaries that I put up. But it was really fun, and it was nice to see my dad and a bunch of people from the East Coast that I haven't seen in months and some people from the West Coast that I haven't seen in a little bit just network and communicate and give out free stickers. And it was so nice to, see, to hear all of the feedback about the podcast couple of you guys came up to me and said that you were really enjoying the podcast and how it's made an impact on how you run your crew or just how you speak to people and how you go about your day. And that was just really like it made me want to cry in the moment, but I held it together and then I gave you a choice of what sticker design you wanted because we did have three different choices this time around. So it was really fun and I was repping the honor turf pin the whole week. I wish I had more, because there were a couple people that had asked for pins, and I was like, "I only have three. And one of which I gave to my dad to wear. so I was like, i can't I can't give everybody a pin, but I can give almost everybody a sticker. So it was really fun. Um, how was Natalie? sorry, how was your time at Pebble Beach because you got to return after what six months?
2: I did. Yeah. It, uh, it could not have been more different than my experience in July, I think, and it was just an incredibly positive week. It was so fun to go back and reconnect with the crew, get a chance to actually get to know them a little bit on a more personal level, be able to spend some time and chat with them was really fantastic. It was so amazing to be back at that property. The weather was very different from when we were there in July. I think you guys remember it was so gloomy and just like misty and chilly when we were there in July. And this week, for the most part, everyone knows the last uh, round of the tournament was canceled due to weather. But... For the week leading up to that, it was sunny and warm and, like, just stunning. And we had a few, like, rain spells that kind of rolled through, but most of it was overnight, so couldn't really complain. You know, having just our evenings to be able to spend having dinner, enjoying Monterey and Carmel, and being just out in the area was a huge highlight for me. We didn't really get that in July either. So it was... A completely different experience and I could not have enjoyed it more. And Cassie, you were on Spyglass Hill versus where I was back at Pebble Beach. So that gave you a little bit of a different perspective and a chance to see another PVC property. And tell us a little bit about how your week there was.
0: Yeah, I had a great week, honestly. Uh, I really think Spyglass just fits my vibe a lot more than Pebble does. It's a... More spread out property. There's a lot more trees. There's like an actual like forested part. And I just appreciated the size and the topographical differences a, a compared to Pebble. Pebble is cool and it's a nice course and everything. But like, I'm not that impressed by the beach. <laughs> Hate to say it. Sorry <laughs> right, to everyone who's going to be like, you're talking about Pebble Beach. But like, it's nice. But Spyglass is definitely more my speed. Um, In the first episode when we were talking about the hike quote unquote hike that I took the girls on. Um, Yeah, we walked down one fairway in that and day one, Monday morning in the dark, we were dew flapping that fairway up and down, over and over until all the dew was off. And I really felt that hill at that point. I was like, okay, well, this was a good, great start. Um, I did a lot more manual labor than I was anticipating that we just kind of got thrown to whatever jobs needed to get done, which is fine. Uh, And honestly, it kind of made me appreciative to come back to work and just be, you know, a manager again. But it was nice to have that break of just like, yeah, I'm just here to volunteer and like do whatever you want me to do. Um, So, yeah, I had a really good time. And even better, honestly, was the fact that Natalie, who lives in Canada, we got to hang out every day after work and just like catch up and like do things like we hooked it on down to Monterey on Sunday uh, she, neither of us had to be there until Monday morning for work and we went whale watching like we had ourselves a delightful week one of Natalie's co-workers was working at spy with me and he came up to me and was like um has anyone ever told you that you and Natalie like how often do you get compared to be sisters and I was like <laughs> <laughs> literally her because she lives in Canada <laughs> was like no we've just realized like how similar we look now because you know we're looking at each other every day but other than that no I never realized how similar Natalie and I might look but (laughs) yes I was dubbed as Natalie's little sister so that was cool (laughs) but overall 10 out of 10 experience the weather was so much more so much better um, then July, which is saying something considering it's February, but no, it seriously was great. And I even lucked out even more because my friend got married on Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. So I peaced out Friday morning, um, to catch a flight and I missed all of the wind, all of the rain, all of the terrible stuff that you had to deal <laughs> with. <laughs> so a fair weather volunteer, some might say, but i had my time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the storm, I mean, we were anticipating much worse weather all week, right? The forecast leading up to the week looked like it was going to cause a tire fire on the golf courses, basically. And there was talks about whether the tournament was even going to be able to start, let alone conclude at some point. And the weather really held out for us. For us, it was sunny, beautiful. We were on squeegee duty every afternoon just in case rules wanted it. But we didn't see rain come through whatsoever until Saturday night was our turning point. And Saturday night, it rained about three inches in our area at least. And the winds got up over 60 miles an hour, which is about 100 kilometers an hour. It was very, very crazy. All of the things that everyone was seeing in the news, Santa Cruz in those areas getting their first ever hurricane warning, that was really significant. Yeah, we were we were without power for over 26 hours at the female intern house before I left. I know the boys from my course that were staying in Monterey, they were without power at their hotel. Julian, your place was without power. Um... You know, roads were blocked, trees were blown over, and for really the safety of everyone involved, the tour had to decide to cancel the last round of the tournament. We originally postponed from Sunday to Monday, and by Sunday night, there was really no improvement in conditions and they had to cancel it. So driving through the course, because we couldn't get down 17 mile drive, it was all blocked by blown over trees. driving through the course to get back to the housing and everything like that, it was really evident that there was no way golf could have gone. The All of the posts, this alarmed me a little bit and was not something that I've really seen before and I was really surprised about. All of the posts that the tour, the tournament, PBC put out talking about the tournament having to be cancelled due to the weather had so many negative comments underneath about how people were so shocked, and this is why spectators all want to just go watch live and the tour is pushing people to watching live because they're not putting on this event for the weekend, everything like that. And I understand that a lot of people aren't on the grounds experiencing the conditions that we were. but the lack of respect for the reason that the decision was made was just shocking to me. The winds were over a hundred kilometers an hour. Like you are driving highway speeds at that point. And you think that these guys want to go hit golf balls in that. First of all, no. But the main factor behind it was that you could not safely be on that golf course without risk of being hit by structures flying around. Nothing was staying tacked down. People were saying, oh, it would make for great TV. There would be no TV. There are no TV towers left standing. There are no shot link tracers left standing. Things are getting blown off property. All of the bleachers, all of the like little bar tents and stuff like that that were up on 7 are now on 13 Fairway because they're getting blown across the property. There is nothing left standing, and I don't understand what people thought they would be able to watch because there was nothing. So that to me was a little bit alarming. And I mean, Monterey County had a shelter in place warning. So after we left work on Sunday, when we were waiting to hear about the call for whether play was going to go or not, we really had nothing to do. Everyone just went and hunkered down and hoped that the storm wouldn't damage their house in some way. you know, guys were getting notifications while we were sitting in the shop that they didn't have power at home anymore. And people were just sort of trying to figure out what they were going to do for the next couple of days while trying to remain safe. And the amount that people sitting safely at home somewhere with power to watch TV (laughs) were concerned about the fact that they weren't going to be able to watch the final round of this tournament was a little bit shocking. So I would say that the Sunday night to Monday morning decisions did leave a little bit of kind of a damper on the week in a sense. And just having to see all of the backlash from it was alarming, but it definitely was for the best. It was for the safety of everyone involved. And... You know, it left the guys with a monumental task of cleanup. So I hope that, truly hope that that all went well and safely for them.
1: With the comments, because I was seeing them all over social media as well. And the first thing that kind of came into my mind was those TV towers that people are, like, they're up there. That's like 60 feet in the air. Those blowing over, like, you could die. And people are still like, that'd be great TV to watch someone fall from a TV tower and die. (laughs) Like, I don't think they really, uh, the people that were commenting did not understand how windy it was. I live in Monterey County now, and, like, I'm 30 minutes from Pebble Beach, and it was so windy. The wind was blowing all of the rain, like, up into my house, so my roof was leaking because it was getting inside, like, the door frames because of the wind that was blowing at the direction it was. It sounded like our house was going to just, like, shake and then fall to pieces from how much the wind was. The trees, there were, like, branches flying everywhere. Our umbrella came out of the table. Like, there was so much going on. And even in, like, Santa Cruz, which is another, like, 30 minutes north of where I live, we got two more inches of rain than Monterey did. And there was power lines down. I'm dog-sitting right now, and we just got power yesterday, which was the 8th. So there was no power in this house for, you know, almost six days. There's still people with no power. So it's not like this little thunderstorm that you can just play through. It's like it was a level four storm that eventually turned into hurricane warnings all across, you know, all of California, essentially. It wasn't just NorCal that was affected. It was just crazy to me seeing, oh, we could still watch it. It'd be fun to see all the balls flying everywhere. And I'm like, would it be fun to see, like, The TV people like falling and dying or like a ball flying and hitting someone or everything just flying into the ocean or like across the bleachers at spectators, like, would that be fun? Do you really want a lawsuit on your hands? On top of all of that,
0: these are golf courses that are right next to the ocean. So when you're having these big, massive storms come off of the coast, like the waves, it's not just like you're hanging out at the pool. Like, the waves are getting crazy as well. Like, there was no way that golf could have gone on safely. 18 tee box at Pebble Beach is, like, right on the cliff. Like, you want to watch someone tee off and then get taken out by a wave and washed away? Like, that's not good golf. <laughs> I, when I saw that the, they had decided to call off the um, the tournament, I was sitting in Indiana. And I, my friend had been texting me about flying back to SFO from Miami. And they diverted her to Southern California because there was no one landing at SFO. It was just the storm was so bad coming in on the coast. And I then texted Natalie and she tells me she's out of power. And at that point, it was like, why would you even try to have a golf, like a golf tournament? You know, it's not like they cancel these things regularly. They cancel them when there's a reason to. And I think it really is for the best that they chose to do that because, you know, what kind of publicity is it going to no one's going to be happy if someone dies like let's be real here that wouldn't have been good news for anybody
2: and you know it just would have gone the other way immediately if someone did get injured if something did happen like god forbid that there was an accident or a weather-caused injury something along those lines immediately the comments would have been the oh the tour should have canceled this event what were they thinking having golf out there Blah, blah, blah. How dare they put people in this situation? Like, they They let this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, obviously, the storm rolling through and everything like that. It was a crazy way to end the week. And, unfortunately, you know, the area and the people living permanently in those areas they're still suffering from what happened even now a week later. And, you know, I got to just drive up to San Francisco and catch a flight home to where everything was fine and kind of watch the aftermath unfold. So I understand that I'm lucky in that way that it didn't affect me long term just the end of that one week for me.
0: So shifting gears a little bit away from our professional work weeks, We had told everyone that the three of us were getting together for the first time since July, um, the Saturday before we all parted ways. So Julian drove up to me here in Pleasant Hill, and then we drove to SFO and picked up Natalie, and we had a great time. Um, I hosted at the catio, and I would just like to ask, like, what was the perk of the catio for both of you? The (laughs)
1: cats. Basic. (laughs) and the pat like even the outside area your apartment is so cute and it like it fits you and I really enjoyed the couch on wheels every time I sat on it (laughs) it it scared me a little bit but I loved it
0: yes it's a pleasure to have to clean underneath let me tell you wheel couch wheeled couch biggest w I've ever had not
2: (laughs) yeah I I even got to stay at the catio so I felt extra privileged in that sense you got to sleep on the couch (laughs) I did I got to sleep on the wheel couch (laughs) honestly coming into the apartment it was like oh yeah this is Cassidy's home like it felt like just warm and welcoming and like funky fun vibes and You know, it's decorated like in just a way that just suits Cassidy and her personality so well. And being there just felt like comfortable. I think I don't really feel like there was a time where any of us were hanging out together during whether it was just Saturday or us later in the week, Cassidy. We never really hit an awkward point or we never came to a point where it was like, Mm, okay, now what? Or we felt like we had to force conversation or anything like that. It just, even though we only spent that week together in July, the relationship that all of us have built talking at least once a week since then in this format, but every single day over text or sending each other memes or something like that, you we can tell that we really have like a sisterhood that we created and that it was just so natural to like feel it in person
1: yeah I will say that picking up Natalie from the airport the big hug that Natalie gave me I was about to just cry I was like oh my god finally
0: that was that was definitely a highlight too it was so fun to just all like get in the car together and be like wow We're here again all together, but it's like no time had really passed, which is crazy to think about because the first time that we'd ever met each other was the last time that we'd all really had seen each other. And so to think about that is kind of wild, but I mean, it doesn't matter. These relationships transcend having to see each other in person every day. Honestly. We sit here
1: for for hours on end on video chat.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. It is it is late in the evening on Friday night right now, but we've been on this call since like mid afternoon, late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we were finally like, yeah, we got to start this podcast.
2: <laughs> Some of us have to work in the morning, like the debrief was over. We had to be <laughs> um
0: but we did get to go on a hike. That was I I drove us back here. I made us breakfast so that everyone was well-fed. We had yogurts, we had eggs. And then I was like, all right, get your boots on. We're going outside. (laughs) And we climbed a cliff. We did.
2: Yeah, that's an understatement. (laughs) Um, I will say the the walk leading up to the cliff climb was like very mine and Julian speed. It was, like, this nice little path through this little park. It was fantastic. I was like, Cassidy hit a home run with this one. Like, we were really great. And then we walked down this tiny little trail to sort of like a, I guess, sort of a beach. It was like a rocky, rocky beach, kind of. We were next we're, to yeah. yeah. And we're walking along, and we suddenly realized that the beach has come to an end, and our only way back is either far back or straight up (laughs) and knowing the three of us guess
1: which direction we took
0: (laughs) to be fair there was a pier around the corner that natalie was like maybe we can just walk through a little bit of this water and get there and natalie was the only one wearing waterproof sneakers on this hike (laughs) so we're like okay like i i'm i was like i just think guys we're gonna have to climb this cliff Nobody else wanted to climb the cliff, <laughs> and so
1: we round the corner. It was, so, it was so wet too. Like the cliff was wet; it wasn't dry. It was wet, right. and there were thank God for the tree roots.
0: The first, the first spot that I was initially like, I can climb this. I like took a step and was ankle deep in muck, and I was like, Yeah, maybe not this spot. <laughs> But then we went back to this other spot where there was this eucalyptus tree that had come down probably a while before. And it was just a quick little climb up there using like roots and stuff. Um, It was a lot of teamwork to get up, but it was fun. I really, I was so excited about that climb. (laughs) That was was
1: truly a highlight for me.
0: (laughs) Jillian does not have the same.
1: (laughs) I had a minute panic attack. (laughs) <laughs> but that was just because I couldn't get my footing right. And I couldn't reach the tree root that everybody had already grabbed onto, And I was scared to like just fully go. But then I just fully went and then I was like, okay. And then once I got over that little hump, I was like, let's fucking go straight up. Yeah, let's get out of here. And then there was some the, verbal coaching yeah. to get that yeah. one spot, but we got there. Yeah, we got the verbal, you know, the support was great. And I didn't, you know, fully freak out. And then, like, right towards the end, I, I said, I was like, I really want some ice cream after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It just
1: felt like I needed an award for literally climbing a cliff with no climbing equipment.
0: That wasn't a big enough cliff to have climbing equipment with. It was just a little bit muddy. That was really the biggest
1: side. It was easy to climb. If it it was dry, it would have been much more enjoyable. (laughs) Like, (laughs) enjoyable in a sense that I think that I would have found my footing a lot easier. But it was fun. Like, once we got up there, the adrenaline had, like, really kicked in. And I was like, we we could do that again. That's... That's what I was telling everybody. I was like, all we have to do is climb this cliff.
0: The girls, they were like, no, there's an easier way, I'm sure. I was like, the cliff, the cliff is it. The cliff is up.
2: (laughs) Up is the only way to go. (laughs) When you hear the words, all we have to do is climb this cliff. (laughs) For some of us, it incites inspiration and for others, panic.
1: I was inspired. (laughs) (laughs) I was slightly panicking. (laughs) <laughs> and i will say after we hiked, we just walked and it was low terrain and it was great yeah
0: i went we went to this beach that i had been to a couple of months earlier with my friend eli um that has so much sea glass i'm not gonna say on this podcast where it is i'm gatekeeping that um but sea glass out the wazoo we came home with pockets full of it um there was no signs about not taking it so just saying it's fine but yeah it was awesome we did what i think it was like five miles which was perfect and so after our cliff climb we walked out on a pier and then we went to the sea glass beach and then we went to a and w which was a very good finalization for the night and then we went home and made food so
1: all in all it was a great day together
0: it the collaboration really
1: was. dinner. The yes. collaboration dinner was like a nice way to like reset and like just end it, end the day because I had to drive home. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. a
0: good. Meal. It was a good meal too because it was. I'm leaving for a week. We need to eat everything in this fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. We did. I. We had. What we we had stuffed jalapeno peppers.
2: Meatballs.
0: Um, meatballs sweet potato fries that Natalie sliced
1: like a pro. Um, wasn't there something? Cauliflower. Yeah. We had the, the flour cauliflower too. And then the jalapenos we wrapped in bacon. And cre- stuffed with cream cheese. Yeah, this was cheese. a feast. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Was just like... No. I, we used up everything in that fridge. It was perfect. But yeah, I would hang out with you guys again. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe next time we can actually go like rock climbing.
2: Yeah, I'd be down. Okay. As long as you're harnessed in.
1: <laughs> I think the the one issue, I'm going to wear like actual hiking clothes next time and not like my corduroy joggers because I don't think that was the smartest move, like, <laughs> climbing a cliff. <laughs> Those were quite
0: the pick for climbing a cliff. But to be fair, I don't think any of us, myself included, anticipated cliff climbing on my Saturday that day.
1: No, but I was anticipating a slight blip in the hike. I was, I was anticipating something, but it Do wasn't not- necessarily <laughs> climbing a cliff. Sigh. <laughs> Sigh. But it was fun. The story I'll continue to tell. Hey, I climbed this cliff one time.
2: The photos that Cassie took looking down from the top at us are all time. They're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
0: we'll post them. I think we should give everyone yeah. like a true taste of what it was like from the from like middle. I took a picture from when I'd like gotten myself to safety and I'm like looking down like, "All right, guys. We got it. It's almost there." <laughs> and they were a little hesitant, and then I took a picture from the very top and you can really see like, wow. These girls clambered up that hill.
2: (laughs) We climbed that shit.
0: Yeah, we did. We put in the
2: work. But, yeah, all in all, it was just a fantastic day. Julian and I left with pockets jingling full of (laughs) sealat. And, you know, we got to walk the pier, and we just, yeah, we made dinner together and just spent time, like, being our little, like, family triad and stuff. And it was so fun, and... Yeah, it really was, like, it really was sad when Julian had to leave to head out for conference, but, you know, the rest of the week was really fantastic, too, and we know that she had a great time at conference, too, and and now we're all looking forward to a possible Canada trip during the summer, if someone gets her passport. I'm
1: going to the post office on Monday. <laughs>
0: i'll come to the border anytime just call me um yeah we actually had planned on kind of doing this podcast episode all three of us together in person on monday because i flew back from the wedding early monday morning back into san francisco but with the weather it just wasn't going to work out for any of us to to meet up and drive back together so unfortunately we had to cancel our trip to the Sutro Baths in San Francisco, which is a baller place if anyone's never been there. But maybe next time we'll do an On Our Turf pod episode from the baths. Um, Yeah,
2: it was too bad. And it just, like, sort of, there was, like, this promise of seeing each other one more time before I had to leave and everything like that. And because of the weather just couldn't pan out and everyone kind of had to be safe and stuff like that. And there was a little bit of a scare about what my flight home was going to be like, or if it was going to be impacted in any way. So I wanted to make sure that I was on the right track back to SFO to be able to get home, but which then sort of resulted in us having to postpone that this episode to this coming week. So, but we're back on track now and even though it's from a distance, happy to be happy to be there, yes, Absolutely. the
1: debrief the debrief was necessary today. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: The tea was hot, as they might say. <laughs> <laughs> say these days. The tea was piping. <laughs> so, in our last episode, when we were talking about the weeks that we had planned, uh, I just kind of want to know, were the weeks that you two had separately? what you expected or not, and if they weren't, what was the biggest change?
2: I don't think that the week I was anticipating quite was what I ended up experiencing, but what I do think the week I was hoping for was almost exactly what I ended up experiencing. I think that I was anticipating a little bit more just of a production in terms of the volunteers and that sort of stuff and that it would be a little bit more of a similar vibe to the US Women's Open and I was glad that it was just sort of as I don't want to say small scale because it was still a PGA tour event and there was still a lot that we did and you know I I would like to think that I put in a lot of hard work for the guys this week. I walked 184,000 steps in my week there. Just really trying to help out with everything that was thrown at us and that sort of stuff. Obviously, we had some non-ideal work conditions a couple of days, and we were just taking care of the course as best we could. But there was... I don't know, maybe 12 volunteers and not for the entire week. Some of them were there for only the tournament days and that sort of thing. Some were able to be there the whole week, which is vastly different from the 60 volunteers plus that were there in July. And it was a very different volunteer experience in a way that I would much more look to replicate, I think. I would seek out similar experiences to that again, for sure.
1: I think for me, the week that I was expecting was more, I kind of like created like a conference fantasy in my brain. I'm sure a lot of people do when they go to conference, they kind of hype up going to conference and networking and seeing all these people. But it's very overwhelming. And this is my third one. And I still get overwhelmed every single time. And you do kind of, I mean, I felt pretty uncomfortable a lot of the time, not really in my seminars or anything, but, you know, the outside aspect of it. I think that, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of my education, but being sitting in a classroom for, you know, eight hours every single day, that's really mentally draining. And you kind of forget that because you're not doing that on a daily basis at work. So that in itself is really exhausting, and I didn't really think about how tired I would be because I thought that I wouldn't be tired because I'm not drinking anymore, so I'm, I'm not going to be hungover. But it's, like, the expectation that I had to come back to work on Friday and be, like, chipper and not completely and totally exhausted, I was very wrong because I was mentally and professionally exhausted, honestly. But I still had a really good time, and... It's kind of like a big, I saw a tweet the other day. It's like, conference is like a family reunion that you want to go to. And that's how it is. So it's always nice to go to those things. But towards the end of it, you're kind of happy that it's over. So that you can return back to work and walk in your comfortable shoes and go back to being outside (laughs) and not trapped within four walls or in a sweaty sports bar.
2: And Cass, how about your week? We talked about ours. How, how was your week compared to your expectations?
1: So
0: I had gone into this week fully believing that if the whole week was a wash, I was never going back to the Monterey Peninsula ever again. That was really, that was my set in stone. Um, I honestly had a fantastic week and I'd consider going back. It's not like, I'm not the kind of person that fully believes that I want to go work the same tournament every single year. I think that gets a little monotonous. But it was a good event, and I really enjoyed my time at Spyglass, so it's not something that I would totally outrule in the future. And I guess if something drags me down there, I'll return to Monterey. Um, but I did get a parking ticket about down there, and I'm mad about that, so...
2: <laughs> Forgot about our parking ticket.
0: <laughs> yes. Natalie and I missed it by, like, less than 10 minutes. We got a $50 parking ticket. Absolutely outrageous, but it is what it is, so... I'll hold that against them for the time being. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I really did have a much better week than I was expecting. I had some expectations going into it, but I was mostly concerned about the weather and the gloom from how it was in July. And quite honestly, uh, Natalie and I were sitting on a beach one night and like, I'm from central Pennsylvania. You're from Alberta, Canada. Like... February, where it's 75 degrees and sunny and beautiful, where you want to be wearing shorts, does not ever happen. We saw monarch butterflies. Like, mm-hmm. the the part about it is it's crazy that we were there in July and it was terrible weather. But in February, it's like, this is perfect. And that's not how it feels like it should be, because it's February. But it is what it is, so... For anyone else who may someday consider volunteering at the Pebble Beach Pro Am, just know that you could get, you know, monsoon or you could have a beautiful 75 degree day where you're out in the water whale watching, you know? Could go either direction.
2: And go either way.
0: Hours. <laughs> <laughs> I have one and... other question for you, Julian. Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. A little plot twist. But I actually kind of want to ask you. Uh, what would you recommend to anyone else that's staying sober during golf events?
1: Boundaries, set up your boundaries, set them up before you go, and make sure you stick to them. I set up a bunch of boundaries in my head and I wrote them down before I even went to conference. I went over them with my dad because I would be with him for a lot of the, I would be with my dad for a lot of the events that I was at and like at dinners and stuff like that. And sticking to them, and if you're uncomfortable in a situation where someone is questioning your sobriety, which I did have people questioning my sobriety at conference, which I think is crazy that you would question someone's choices on what they drink. But um, just being up front, and if you feel uncomfortable, there's nothing wrong with getting up and leaving. If you... Don't want to go to an event because it's at a bar and say you haven't stepped foot in a bar since you got sober or you haven't stepped foot in a bar by yourself since you've been sober, then don't go. It's not a requirement to go and stand around drunk people. It's, you know, these are networking events. I think one thing that I would really like to see in the future is sober drinking or sober networking events where You have lunches or things like that where alcohol isn't really present because I think there's a large community now in the industry that are starting to become sober and there aren't really sober options at these events. I looked at, I was looked at like I was crazy for asking for a soda, water and lime at an event that I went to. So I think setting those boundaries and keeping them and not being afraid to speak up for yourself when you're uncomfortable And sometimes getting up and leaving is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Because for me, I would never compromise my sobriety and the now seven months that I've put into it because someone told me that, oh, if you take one drink, you know, that won't change anything. Like, or your sobriety won't last for long because you're surrounded by all this alcohol. It's like, I wouldn't compromise any of that. So boundaries are really important. Other people need to have boundaries as well. You can't be asking
0: people questions like that. That's outrageously offensive.
1: Very. Yes.
0: The world does not need to or should revolve around alcohol and those that believe otherwise are wrong.
1: That's my not hot take for the night. And I think the other thing is a lot of people think that when you're sober, you're trying to push sobriety on everybody else. And it's like, I didn't have any words to say to everybody that was hammered at those events or that were drinking. I didn't say anything. Or I'd be like, oh, what are you drinking? Like, oh, I see there's a good IPA on draft. Did you get that one? It was like a couple of my friends, they really like IPAs. And they'd be like, yeah, it's really good. Like, it, it's fruity and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's great. I'm not going to be like, why are you drinking? Like, alcohol is so bad for you. You should really take the sober route like I did. Like, if you're that, like, that's not my intention at all. And I would never do that. So don't question my sobriety if I'm not pushing it onto you. Thank you, Julian,
0: for being strong enough to share and go through all, of, you know, being sober and going to such a large event where there's so much alcohol at literally all times that, you know, that's impressive in itself. You're very strong,
1: obviously. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm prepared for next year. Good. (laughs) As
0: we've mentioned multiple times, Natalie and I were both down at this event and I, in my free time, I will go and work out at the YMCA nearby and I've picked up Randy, shout out Randy, I'm sure he'll be listening to this, who has taught me some pickleball, which has been great. He used to be a tennis coach, so that's been awesome. And Randy texted me the other day, and he's like, hey, um, is your friend Natalie, is she the Canadian on your podcast? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I have a great story with pictures. And so he sees me at the gym today, and he comes up to me, and he shows me pictures of Natalie that I've already seen before, because I was with her for the week. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's Natalie. And So he is, his brother-in-law lives in Calgary. And, crazily enough, he's in this Alberta Golf Buddies group chat with Natalie's dad, who made a post about Natalie being there. And so then, Randy's brother-in-law posts, Such a small world we live in. My brother-in-law in in Martinez, California, knows a 24-year-old young woman in turf management and often tells me of her latest exploits. I sent him your post and asked if his gal knows your daughter. Turns out she says they're best pals. Yup, a small world we share. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, the world is only, only, only as big as we believe it is. And truthfully, it's not big at all. So it's crazy that, you know, (laughs) what are the odds? But yet there they are. So yeah, Natalie, my Canadian sister, all the connections line up. (laughs)
2: and what a funny connection for us to have and honestly um I know I sent a picture of that post in our group chat that my dad made and it was just the sweetest thing where he was sort of just shouting out the fact that I was invited to return to the tournament and posted some of the photos that I had posted during the week of being on property and working at Pebble. And he said how proud of me he was for being there and everything. And it was, it was a real tearjerker moment. And then for (laughs) that connection to happen and someone in the group to know someone who knows Cassidy, doesn't that just really describe things perfectly? (laughs) (laughs)
0: truly that just simply feels how my life has to work out of course everybody would know everyone
1: (laughs) of course
0: we live in a simulation (laughs) honestly (laughs) but yeah so that was our fun little tidbit and now shifting gears a little bit it's still february we still have you know a couple more months of the off season so what does everyone have coming up next for
1: their events well At the end of February, we're going to, me and Cassidy are going to the Sierra Pacific Symposium for the NorCal GCSAA chapter. It's the 28th and the 29th. And I will be speaking on a panel the first day, 28th. Um, I'll be with two other women that are in the industry and we'll kind of be talking about uh, recruiting women in the industry and also just our journeys as we've gone through this career path. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's at Cache Creek, right? Yochid. Like, yeah. So I'm picking up Cassidy on the way, and then we're just going to drive up there. It's probably going to be an early drive since we do have education on Wednesday. I wonder if we'll go up Tuesday. We have to figure that out. You're the one with the hotel room.
0: I'm just going to tell you're just going <laughs> to tell me when you're picking me up, and I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm <laughs> like, okay, here we go.
0: Not do you have, what's your next event?
2: Yeah, I have a couple things coming up. There's nothing really left in Alberta for off-season events. We kind of have to wait until the season gets going. There is the CGSA conference, which I don't believe I will be attending this year. It's all the way in Montreal, which is quite far and traditionally our club budgets for two people to go and i believe this year our superintendent and our assistant thomas are going so that'll be fun for them but for myself i actually have an interview coming up for the wonderful women of golf podcast um so when this episode releases i will have already done the interview so Fingers crossed that goes well. And then, then I'm not 100% sure when the episode will be releasing. I should find that out tomorrow. And we'll be putting that out there as well. But just speaking about the experience in Pebble Beach and some other things with Rick. So that'll be exciting. And then the big one that I'm looking forward to that I just got confirmation of yesterday is I will be traveling to Georgia in April to attend the Augusta National Women's Amateur at Champions Retreat. Oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> are you going for the whole week? I will be there for the whole week, because we are allowed to spectate for the remainder of the week at Augusta. So, Cassidy, maybe you and I should make some travel plans.
0: <laughs> we definitely should. I don't have any and... idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're going to figure it out. And... Let's... uh So I'm really looking forward to that. And then the plan is that Alex will actually be joining me in Georgia for the last day of the tournament before we take our little yearly Mexico vacation before the season starts again. So it's really going to be a really special two weeks at the beginning of April. And I need to tell my parents before they hear this because my dad doesn't know I'm going to Augusta yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh so goodness. that's my next big thing. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Well, I will be seeing you in April.
2: Mm-hmm. Woo.
1: Very excited about that. Um, yay. I didn't know that. I know. I love, I love how you held that out until the end. You're she like, oh, surprise
0: them. Power <laughs> <laughs> five of our podcasting.
2: DC-ing, she didn't mention any of that. I spent last week
0: with you. You didn't say a word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was also in the works last week and I had to get confirmation when I got home that my club was okay with me taking a week off for another tournament this year because traditionally only Stu has gone and for just one week. So now that I'm sort of in this volunteering I don't want to say game as well, but that I'm looking to see some other courses and clubs and stuff through these tournaments that being able to go for 2 weeks it was a little bit up in the air if that was going to be okay this year. And and it was Scott is okay with it. It's a very special opportunity and so I'm really really looking forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. That's exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Well, in less exciting news, but exciting for me, (laughs) before I go to the Spring Symposium, I am going to a Toro Lynx class, which I'm very excited about to get my uh, hands dirty with some of the computer science stuff of the Lynx system. Um, We're currently working on looking at all of our greens arcs. So this will be good, I think, to really (laughs) dial those all in, because right now we're getting some crazy angles. (laughs) And then I will be in the back of the spring symposium when Julian is on a panel holding a poster over my head and like silently screaming. So <laughs> that's what I've got going on next. <laughs>
2: <Still> <laughs> we'll be exciting. Our,
0: on our turf pins. Oh, hell yeah, I'm gonna wear every pin that I have while I'm out there. <laughs> 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 one for my lapel and one for each sleeve or something like that. I'll figure it out when some. <laughs> <right. laughs>
2: All three. <laughs> yeah. Can you wear a hat to this thing? Just put them on the brim.
0: I have a hat with a feather in it that one of my coworkers gave me just randomly. Um, and I think I I think I have an outfit that I could wear that with, and it would be like fashionable. It would there be out. But it would be. Fashionable.
2: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> so when everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I remember on our turf because I saw that girl with a weird hat on." <laughs> yeah. <that's so> <laughs> um (laughs) yeah well thank you all for coming to listen to this very special episode debriefing episode of on our turf uh we will be back next week with another episode and until then you can find us on social media at on our turf pod send us in your questions comments concerns and complaints have a nice night (laughs)